All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, would you look at what the cat dragged back from Nashville? He himself, Jay Rosal, presented by Batana Lease Morning Take Crew, back together as we get closer and closer to training camp. What's going on, Rosie? How are you, buddy? Not much, buddy, but I am a fan of Tennessee. I can tell you that. Got back from a little trip to Nash Vegas, and shit, it did not disappoint. Any any good stories that you can share on this podcast, Rosie? Oh, nothing crazy. Just Grand Ole Opry, little pontoon cruise. Saw a Tennessee uh, Volunteers game that they happen to be playing in Nashville. Um, all around, just beautiful. A lot of good vibes down there, I'll tell you that. Any hangouts uh, with Shenner? Like, uh, we, we got any breaking information we can break on this show? Anything like that? No, it just told me he loves it down there. And uh, we <laughs> caught up at the concert at the Bluebird Cafe. This kind of local legendary spot out of the way that he lives close by, actually. And he's saying he loves it down there, man. I don't blame him, but uh, it's not the hockey hotbed of Toronto. That's for sure, though. You know what he fucking loves? The no state tax in Tennessee. And we had a chance to go down there for the uh, the draft a couple months back. That was my second time in Nashville. I can see why somebody would want to play hockey there. The fans are fantastic. The area is phenomenal. The weather is great. And the team's actually pretty good. That is interesting offseason, I would say, led by Barry Trotz. His first season, first draft as a GM in the NHL. But all in all, I can see the, the pros. Uh, there's definite pros of playing in Music City, no? Yeah, no doubt. There's pros and cons to every city, man. And it's a very different vibe than playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Some would call it a better one. Some would call it a worse one. But uh, at the end of the day, contracts are contracts and careers are careers. And that's where uh, that's where Lukey ended up and, and his boy as well. Uh, so these things happen and, and we have moved on. Did you see the factor? I didn't see him down there, to be honest with you. Oh, Kept an eye out for his wife, though. <laughs> I, 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 I said... I said that just so you would get that in there. So great to, to have you back in one piece on this show as we uh, we move uh, all steam ahead towards, of course, uh, training camp in a couple weeks' time and lots to cover at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401, once again, where you can subscribe on YouTube. 
Uh, we're available wherever you find your podcast as well. Just search Leafs Morning Take. We'll pop up. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us with a review. Anything, quite frankly, to help the show out. Uh, personal pumping as well. I put out my fantasy hockey top 250 today over at dailyfaceoff.com. So if you play fantasy hockey, make sure you go and check that out. I, uh, I work pretty much all summer on it. I do every season and putting together my fantasy rankings. As many of you know, I'm really, really big into fantasy hockey. So make sure to go check that out. But Rosie, as per usual, there's a lot to cover on this show. While you were gone, it was kind of funny. Like the Leafs in the last couple of weeks have just been dropping like info and big time news at the randomest times when we think we're on vacation we're not uh but sheldon keith gets a two-year extension what'd you make of that first and foremost yeah i saw that i mean i don't see a big reason for them not to do that at this point in time uh he's in place he's there at the end of the season i didn't think it was going to go that direction but it did um at the end of the day i don't have huge qualms with him i didn't love the way he was running the lines and the matchups and in and out of the lineup with guys and 7D and this, I didn't I didn't love that and I didn't think they responded too well to it. At the end of the day, that's not a, uh, a a huge huge factor in me banging my drum saying get rid of this guy. I'm not even close to there. Um, I'm excited about the season and where it's going. And they extend him for two more years. It means that's one less thing that they got to worry about distraction wise, and they can start planning for the future here. Yeah, I put out a video last week with Luke Fox of uh, of Sportsnet, and we 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 pretty much echoed those sentiments. Like in the grand scheme of things. Does it matter at, at all? I would say to the team or the coach, probably not outside of giving him some job security. That's about the only story here, right? Because th there's still a point in time in this season, if the Leafs are not going according to plan or they don't look like they're progressing, I, I think they can still do what they need to do in this situation. So at the very least, he gets some job security, right? Yeah, he's not stressing about that. And, you know, when a guy gets signed and you this amount of years and this amount of the, you kind of get your, you know, panties in a bunch thinking, well, what does this mean? It means nothing. He's a coach. You can gas him today if you want to. They're worth billions of dollars, this organization. It does not matter. All it does is, is take some stress off of him so he can focus on coaching, which in the grand scheme of things is a good thing. So what's a successful season, in your opinion, look like? For Sheldon Keefe, like that's what I've been sort of hypothesizing and trying to figure out the last week. Like, is it one round? Is it two rounds? Do they have? Is it mandatory they get to a conference final? Do we see some progression? Like, that's ultimately what I'm trying to think about because I don't think his job is any more secure than it was, say, two weeks ago before the extension. Yeah, for sure. And, and a successful season, I think. Let's just say they win their division. Okay. They have success in the playoffs and they get to the Stanley Cup finals. They're the Eastern Conference champions. They get to the Stanley Cup finals. Obviously, you win a cup. That's a no-brainer. But if if they go that deep and show that they're one of the best, you know, two, three teams in the whole NHL, in the world, I mean, that's a successful season. He's not going anywhere if they do that. Um, you put yourself in position through the regular season and then you you start getting things done in the playoffs. That's That's going to be a successful season. They need to see... They need to see a conference finals. They need to see a Stanley Cup finals here soon. And to be honest, the the city itself and Leafs Nation is not going to be, they're not, their thirst thirst is not going to be quenched until they have a Stanley Cup banger banner hanging in that barn. That's just the bottom line. That's the reality of how long it's been for them. But a successful season in my mind is, is getting to the finals, is winning the East, winning some divisions, like showing that, hey, we are just as good. And, you know, at that point in the season, a lot of it comes down to luck, injuries, that type of, type of thing. But you need to prove that you can get the team right up to that promised land.
To me, it's more how they get there. Like, for example, this past spring, uh, they finally got past Tampa. I wasn't crazy about their performance, the way they played in that series. I don't think Tampa was that great. I'm giving the Leafs some credit. They scored some big-time goals. But for me, my my lasting memory was round two and how it was a complete no-show outside of the first two games where, you know, you've played the game. You've played in the NHL. Puck luck is a part. And while I would agree that Toronto was the better team in the first two games, Florida wins the first two games. And... The least backs are against the ropes. And what happens in game three? They shit the absolute bed on the road in Florida where you should be the most urgent you are all season long. So to me, it's more so about that, like response level, like the different buzzwords that you would look to see around the league if a coach still has the room. I still wonder about that. Um, I think the starts integral, we talked about this last year. They always seem to have shitty Octobers. And I wonder if that's rectified this time around. It better be like, I could see a world like if they get off to a bad start where they just make a decision here, because again, the money doesn't matter. The term doesn't matter on the contract. If they think they have a new guy in place and we know there's a new GM in this market, uh, they'll be quick uh, to, to make that decision. But I, I want to see progression. I think it, it's the way it all transpires. Like I really can't quantify what that means. Ultimately, I do agree with you like a Stanley cup final or bust a conference final or bust. I think they've shown they can finally win a playoff series at least. Yeah, for sure. That's been checked off the list. It's time to move on. I think this team should be better. They need to be better. And if they want to go where they're where they're trying to go, they need to prove that. And to me, that's it's that resiliency. It's their attitude on the ice. It's their confidence level. It's them being in control and them just having this dominant attitude behind them. And it comes with the start of every game. It comes with the start of every shift. It rolls through the lineup. It doesn't matter what's going on. Injuries, goaltenders, it doesn't matter. They just lead with this confident attitude and they are resilient to anything that happens around them. They have tunnel vision. They are one of the best teams in the world and they have to walk like that, talk like that and play like that. And they have to show that off the get go. I mean, October, does it, does it matter? Is it a good sign if they shit the bed in October? Of course not, but we know it's not the end all be all, but if this team's a team of, of destiny, a team that's that top tier, that's going to get it done. We want them to start you know, developing that attitude and that identity of we don't fuck around. We show up to work and we dominate and we know who we are and we have nothing but confidence in ourselves. And that's what's going to bring you to those levels that we're talking about them getting to. I always happen to think October is like foreshadowing of what's to come in the springtime, but that's just me. Hopefully it's a bit different this time around. Speaking of which, a player who has to be pivotal in the progression of this Maple Leafs team this season, Tyler Bertuzzi is a newcomer, a one-year deal, but Per reports last week from uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and, and the 32 Thoughts podcast, etc., he suggested that Bertuzzi and the Maple Leafs were actually looking long-term on a contract before they agreed in a one-year deal. So that leads you to believe that down the road, there could be a long-term marriage. What would you make of that? Do you think that's the right decision? Ultimately, uh, January 1st is the day they can actually do a new extension. But I would say, I, I would take a wait-and-see approach. How about you? Yeah, I mean, time will tell if that's a good thing or not. I mean, I'm a fan of the signing. I wanted him in the offseason. Um, he, he's a he's a younger talent. He's that new age type of player. And I like how he plays with a bit of an edge. Uh, so many guys of his of his era or his uh, comparables, you know, can do what he does. But they play on the perimeter. They have zero edge to them. They don't have a lot of personality out there. They just want to go out there and just get their cookies and get the hell off and then 
tell their agent, see my points, see my numbers. And it's like, <laughs> that's all fine and dandy. That might get you paid. But I like this kid playing with a little bit of an edge. He's got a personality. I think he can grow. And if you can grow in Toronto, it means you're doing something big and you're doing something right. So if that happens throughout the next few months and they do extend him, fantastic he's a quality player and i'm excited to have him right now yeah the thing the thing for me and again i agree with everything you're saying i want to see how he fits like it's i know people are excited i'm just as excited as any other person for this maple leaf season but just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it actually will work on the ice so i want to see how bertuzzi fits um on that note too i think players of that ilk of 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 that, you know, sort of breed like, uh, you know, Adomi or Bertuzzi tend to do too much when they come to Toronto, if that makes sense. Like, I always remember David Clarkson tried to fight the entire Buffalo Sabres, like, in the preseason. Like, I think there has to be a way to sort of channel yourself uh, along the season into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm really, really intrigued to see how these guys like Domi and, and specifically Bertuzzi adapt to playing in this market. I mean, Bertuzzi's been linked to being a Maple Leaf for for many years. So I would take a wait and see approach for that reason. Uh, on top of that, chemistry is a thing. And the other thing too, is that whole thing with the salary cap, right? You're still trying to figure out Willie Nylander, who knows if that goes into the new year and Mitch Marner is eligible for an extension next summer. So, uh, you know, before you could start thinking about those puzzle pieces, we know TJ Brody and others are, are free agents following this season. It has to make sense on paper. And obviously the asking price has to make sense as well, but for sure. Like, I think you look at that type of player. It's something the Leafs have been lacking for many years now. Yeah. And, and if I'm Sheldon Keefe, I'm letting that stuff, uh, you know, be in the hands of the general manager, the cap crunchers, the presidents of yeah. the, the brass of the team. Look down the road, look past this year. That's all fine and dandy. To me, it gets a little overwhelming when you start thinking of contracts two years out and salary cap and does it go out. It's just like, holy shit. I like to, I'm a, I got a player's mentality. What do we have right now and what are we going to do with it? And I don't like the idea of feeling something out and uh, can this guy and make a whole bunch of moves at the deadline and then try to like shovel your puzzle pieces together at the deadline and oh, we're, we're ready to make a run. Like, I don't like that. I like having a team built, ready to rock. You put your pieces together in training camp and you just build your identity throughout the season. I know what that feels like. You're going into playoffs and you have this brotherhood of guys. You have this family. You know these guys inside and out. You've been through hell. You've been through ups and downs. You know how to deal with adversity and away you go. I don't like just saying grabbing cherries off the tree and shoving them in a basket and saying, here's our team. I don't like that at all. And I don't think you know, that's the way you build a Stanley Cup winning team. Sure, you can uh, adjust and put some puzzle pieces around and and fill some holes at the deadline. I'm not saying don't do that, but I hate the mentality of, well, if this doesn't work, we'll just, you know, shove everything together at the deadline. That's not going to get it done. So I'm excited for these guys to start hopefully putting their feet forward and, and building towards that level of, of team that's just that's just a machine come playoffs. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, did you see uh, Patrick Kane is progressing ahead of schedule, it sounds like, from the hip surgery that was supposed to, supposed to put him out for four to six months? He's already been linked to Detroit. Would you circle back like I... I know loosely he's been linked to the Leafs, but every player is linked to the Leafs because, again, the market, um, all the agents in town, all the media in town, so they build it up, and and thus your client gets what he's looking for. Would you would you place a call? Do you think they should be interested at all? I really, I'm not that bullish on that type of scenario right now. I just don't see how. I, I need to figure yeah. out what you know where their cap situation is and and how they're going to get under it. And you, you sign a, a player of the caliber you know, of Patrick Kane, that's going to have some ramifications down the road when his contract's on the books and whatnot. So, I mean, he's, he's linked to everybody because everyone would like to have a player like him on their team. He's got, um, you know, all-star, possibly hall of famer pedigree. He's won yeah. Stanley cups. He's got experience out the ass and he's extremely talented. So of course everyone would want him, but as far as us getting him on our team and figuring out our cap situation, I think that's a pipe dream. Oh yeah, it's 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 more than a pipe dream. Like I I saw a couple articles on it before we uh, recorded this, and I'm like, how in the hell would that happen cap wise? And number two, did you not watch the New York Rangers in the springtime where they had an all star team and they absolutely fucking sucked? And I just don't think the Leafs need another guy like that. They they need to play a different brand, a different style. I think they addressed it here in the off season. I'm not sure Patrick Kane, another bona fide scorer stud. I get it, he's a future Hall of Famer and all that jazz, but. Again, it's all about chemistry. You can speak to this more than I can. You, you've been in a locker room. You've been in a dressing room. You've been in an NHL team. Chemistry is like more important than just playing armchair GM, isn't it? Big time. You can't really explain why a team does well sometimes. You can't explain why a team does poorly sometimes. Go back to before the, the cap era when I remember the New York Rangers, I think it's Glenn Sather's yeah. just out trying to buy a team. <laughs> I mean, Chris Gratton, $10 million dollars. Um, that might've been the flyers doing that actually with, with Grattan's just buying guys like crazy. You can't just slap money on a team and, and have it work. It's, it's chemistry. It is, you know, when you roll those lines, different roles, different depth players that why do those exist? Because you need them throughout a hockey game. People have been playing this for a hundred years. They understand throughout the course of 60 minutes, what kind of things can contribute to you getting the momentum and getting the lead and holding the lead and ultimately winning the game. It's all these different factors and everyone every year is trying to put those pieces in place to have that magic number to, to have a winning team. And it doesn't always work out and you can't just start chucking money at the problem to fix it. And you certainly can't in a cap era. Reminds me of the New York Mets. They seem to try to buy everything and they just suck year in and year out. And quite frankly, I love watching it. it it's uh, I love chaos. So it's been a lot of fun watching this summer. Um, John Klingberg. Uh, I'm so fascinated with this guy. We talked about this on July 1st, like what he could potentially bring to the table. Now that we get closer to training camp, what's your expectation? What is a fair expectation for John Klingberg? If you do recall a couple years back and, I'm not the first one to say this. He hasn't been the same player since he reportedly turned out an eight-year extension worth 66 million bucks for the Dallas Stars because he thought he was worth more potentially on the open market. Now, clearly, it hasn't gone his way. He was dreadful last year defensively, offensively. And I think if there's a team who can figure him out offensively, it's the Leafs with all those guns on that roster. With all due respect to 
Dallas and Anaheim and Minnesota, the three teams previous that Klingberg has suited up for. They're not the Maple Leafs. They don't boast what they have up front. So I want to know what your expectation is, first and foremost, for a guy like John Klingberg this season. Yeah, well, I think I've said it before. It's difficult and it's kind of crazy when you bring a player into a market like Toronto and you say, all right, he's going to be better than ever. It is difficult together. There's yeah. pressure. You, you, what do you think? You walk into Anaheim's barn on a <laughs> Tuesday night and you can't perform. You think you're going to walk in Saturday night to Toronto's barn and have all that going on in the media after pregame skate and trying to have your pregame nap and driving to the rink and seeing those lights flashing on top of the Scotia Bank Center and all the fans screaming as you're pulling your car down to the the parking lot and you yeah. take that elevator ride up and you get there and holy smokes, I'm playing in the big show tonight. It's hard to perform and it's hard to have that on your shoulders. That being said, this team I think is set up to suit him a little bit better. You know, a, a puck moving defenseman like him, he can get that puck into those guys' hands, start chipping off some points. Their power play starts clicking on all cylinders and you're chipping off points. You're rattling off points. All of a sudden people are talking about you like, Hey, this guy's great. Hey, you're our stud. He starts to feel the confidence that he did in that. What is it? 2018 when he had his last, yeah. you know, standout season. And that, that could happen. What I want him to do is play with bloody confidence, right? Stay yeah. in position. Don't make, high-end risks don't try to reinvent the wheel out there let it come to you let the supporting cast around you support you stay in position you don't want to be getting scored on all the time that's a good way to start losing confidence and struggling with the puck a guy last year that i saw that came to the team that did it well was luke shen i know they're completely different players but he snapped that puck around with confidence snapped he it. wasn't always in the greatest position but he never had that look of fear on his face he snapped it around and you know, playing with the fear of making a mistake, it's very difficult to play. I played my entire career scared of making a mistake. You could see it on my face out there. You're scared and you're worried. And I watched Schenner last year, and he was just snapping that thing with authority. You, it, you, you, you're still going to make mistakes. It's the NHL. You know, they're going to they're gonna get up on you sometimes, and your puck's going to fall into their hands. You can't worry about that. And I want to see John Klingberg out there making moves with authority, staying in position, building his confidence up, and we can start to reveal that player that, he, that he's been in the past. I think that's the best case scenario on where to go forward if you're John Klingberg. You can't get caught up in the mist, and you can't certainly can't get intimidated by the market of Toronto. So a couple of things. Um, I'd say 10 goals, 50 points is, is a fair sort of barometer for John Klingberg. I, I want to see somebody who can push Morgan Raleigh for the first power play QB duties like it's no state secret. Morgan Riley was terrible in the regular season last year. Of course, we don't remember that because he was phenomenal in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So what Morgan Riley will we see this season? If it's the one that we saw in the regular season, I want to see somebody push him for playing time. And ultimately, that does uh, something to a player's head when they're not in the first power play unit and they're getting paid like PP1 QB, right? So can Klingberg do that? He's not really known for his defensive prowess. Like I'm thinking that he's going to play with Jake McCabe, which I think is a perfect start for him in Toronto. And I, I think you're bang on, like just don't make mistakes almost become sort of like an afterthought where we're not thinking about, we're not talking about John Klingberg. Cause I think the residual points will come just from being on the ice with the big boys. No. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I said, you look around and all of a sudden, Oh shit, he's racking up some points. Yeah. You know, he, he's helping out. He's the guy that, you know, you were going to get out there. That's going to get the puck into those hands and make that seam pass and, and, you know, hold the line when need be and back off when not, and just make those quiet decisions. Like we don't need him to come out and be the first star of every game and make this huge wild splash. 
You know, as a defenseman, sometimes the best game you can have is where nobody noticed you out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you have two apples on the on the score sheet. And you start to do that. And all of a sudden, like I said, you want that confidence to start to build. He doesn't have to make a huge flashbang right as the season starts. Let him get his feet. Let him get acclimated. Let him get his confidence. Let it build. And he's going to quietly, hopefully, have a good season and build and build and build. And then all of a sudden, you know, he starts to find his old form. And then all of a sudden, he is that guy that you say, holy, he was a big reason we won tonight. Or he took control of that ice the whole time. I noticed him every other shift. And then that starts to take, you know, control. And he can become that player that he has potential to be. But it doesn't just happen overnight. And you can't expect him just to do it on day one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We have to temper our expectations, especially when a player as fragile as John Klingberg comes into this market. But again, I totally understand why the player and the agent chose this team. It makes a lot of sense, especially he's an offensive defenseman. What better place than to play in Toronto with the big boys up front to maybe rack up some points and reestablish yourself on the free agent market. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Any week one picks, Rosie? That's my question. NFL week one picks. I got the first game, the Lions and the Chiefs. You know, it's a big game. I know the Lions traditionally are just uh, an eye roll of a team, but they're 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 going to be hot this year. They're going to be a totally different team, and it's a big challenge for them to come out and play the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to take the over on that. I think it's set around 54 and a half. I think both teams... Uh, are dynamic offensively and they've got some missing pieces on defense. So I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout and that's, uh, you know, the number one game to me, it's the first game of the season, Thursday night football. Everyone's going to be jazzed watching that Mahomes, the new lions take the over and just hope for some fireworks. So earlier on, we talked about the, uh, the New York Mets and how they just never cease to amaze. I feel the same way about the New York jets and I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's phenomenal and he's such a quirky personality. He's, he's fucking weird. Let's call a spade a spade. But to, to waltz in and think you're beating the the Buffalo Bills in the Monday Nighter in the first game of the season, I know the the Bills, the overwhelming favorite in that game, I just can't see it. So I like Buffalo in that game against the Jets, and we'll document how our picks go throughout the season. You know I'm not the biggest uh, football guy, but certainly looking forward to the start of the, uh, the NFL season. You know why? Because that means we're inching closer to puck drop, Rosie, and I do love that. Yeah, exactly. That's the one good thing is uh, they go hand in hand around the same time. And if you like one, sometimes you like the other. It's not not for everybody, but uh, there's no doubt that there are some people that like to watch NFL football. It is a big, big show. I know you were excited on Labor Day. You retweeted another uh, Leafs podcast saying there was uh, Jay Rosal days away until puck drop 38. It's still Jay Rosal because we're 37 days away. You were 37 for the Flyers, right? Yeah, that's right. I think I tweeted that like a day later, too. So I'm like, this doesn't even make sense, but I'm just a disaster on Twitter. So who cares? <laughs> You're phenomenal. You're working. It's it's not even called Twitter anymore. It's called X, man. That's right. That's just weird and wild. But I've noticed that, too. Nonetheless, it's uh, it's getting down to it, man. The weather's changing. It's dark when I go to work sometimes. And it's uh, it's getting down to to hockey season. And I'm getting excited. I honestly can't wait for the buzz for the Leafs to get going. I remember last year sitting right over there watching the game one, being hyped about it, and uh, it's no different this year. I'm, I'm jacked. I'm jacked to see these new players play. I'm jacked to see some of the, the drama unfold and see what these boys look like. I'm horned up as well, my man. I won't lie. We're working on our longevity and our stamina after a long, long uh, offseason. This is our longest show we've put together in like two months, but it feels good. We still got it, buddy. Still got her, baby. <laughs> working on it, working on it. 
Even after a long weekend in Nashville, Jay Rosehill still came to place. So a reminder, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.